Chapter 9 DLC Loading Dock I had finished up Schoenberg's study at twilight and completed another painting called Winslow's Gloucester Breeze, a view of Gloucester Harbor. I had a meeting with Veronica at 1 o'clock to make my first delivery. I thought for sure Gary would like these. I pulled into the parking lot and found the same spot I had last time. I carefully took the two paintings out of the back seat of my car and closed the door with my foot. Oil paint takes a couple of days to completely dry, and this last canvas was only touch dry, so I had to be careful and not smudge anything. I headed for the entrance of the DLC building with one painting in each hand. I stopped at the glass door and made a sad face at the guard. He saw that my hands were full, opened the door, and let me in. I went straight to the receptionist at the front desk. I said, I have one o'clock meeting with Veronica. She picked up the phone, hit some numbers, and then said a few words. Okay, so Veronica said to go to the shipping entrance. The receptionist said, putting the phone down. She'll meet you there. I said, where's that? Both the receptionist and the guard pointed to the opposite end of the building. That way. They said. Shipping entrance? Does it look like I need a forklift to move these things? I saw a bunch of different hallways branching off from the main lobby. I asked her, how do I find it? It's easier if you drive around. Go left and left around the parking lot. You'll see the bay doors. Okay, the shipping entrance. I thought it would be hand delivering these paintings to Gary personally, but man, what the hell. Both my hands were full. I tried to push the front door open with my foot until the guard finished the job. Thanks, I said. I got back to my car and went left and left. I saw two giant bay doors, a blue dumpster, and an 18-wheeler parked in front of the shipping entrance. A set of concrete steps led up to a doorway. I parked next to a Mack truck. My car was practically hidden by the raised deck of the entrance and the giant vehicle next to mine. I hoped another truck wouldn't try to pull in. They'd probably flatten my car. I got out with my two paintings and climbed the stairs to a metal door. I went inside and didn't see anybody. Good thing they had a guard at the front entrance to protect everyone. I could have wandered right in holding two sticks of dynamite with burning fuses. I headed towards a little glassed-in room that looked like an office. I called out, hello? Nope, nothing. Towards the back of the platform were stacks of broken office chairs and desks piled up against the side of a hallway. Beyond that was one of those flappy plastic strip doors that led to the rest of the building. I heard a noise to my left and went that way. There was a guy struggling to load stacks of paper into the opening of what looked like an incinerator. Hi, I said. I'm supposed to wait here for Veronica? He stopped and looked up at me. Yep, he said, then went back to shoveling reams of paper into the opening. The guy looked to be in his 60s and was literally wearing a shirt with a blue collar. I watched him load the machine for a minute. Oh, yeah, he said in a Boston accent. That Veronica's a sweetheart. He spoke with a slow, methodical voice. I could probably finish his sentence for him before he finished his own thought. My guess was that he's been down here in the basement of the building his entire life. Computers probably baffled the guy, and I bet he thought everything was better in the 60s. I said, yeah, I'm supposed to give her these paintings. He glanced at them, then up at me for a moment. It looked like he was going to say something, but he returned to tossing the remaining stack of paper into the machine. How come you guys don't just shred all your documents? I asked. He closed the door, then hit a big red button on the machine, and it started up with a roar. 
Do you know how long it takes to shred a single ream of paper? He shuffled past me. It takes years to go through all this stuff. He headed towards his little office. So, what's your name, young fella? Gavin. I'm Michael, but everyone calls me Mookie. I've been working here for 25 years. Christ, I couldn't imagine working at a loading dock for 25 years. I would have gone out of my mind, not been able to create anything. After a while, I was sure I'd be arranging empty boxes into geodesic patterns just to amuse myself. On my last day, I'd probably make a giant phallus out of a pallet of obsolete PCs, sign my name to it, and then throw myself into the incinerator. I don't know how guys like him did it. So, Pedroia is doing great this year. Pedroia? Oh, yeah, Dustin Pedroia, the Red Sox player. I like how he assumed that everyone watched baseball. Does he think that someone like Seiji Ozawa, for example, would check the score during breaks while conducting the Boston Symphony Orchestra? Now I had to play along just so I didn't offend the guy. Yeah, he's doing great, I said. Mookie checked something off on his clipboard. Don't get me started on Big Pappy. No, I couldn't listen to any more of this. I hated small talk. If you have nothing in common with someone, why force it? The problem with slow people is that they don't know they're slow, so they insist on dragging you down to their level. I said, hey, I held up my paintings. Where can I put these so they don't get damaged? He pointed to the right of the big flappy door. Over there. I leaned my paintings against the wall next to some pallets. Veronica came through the flappy door. Gavin, great, you're here. I went to shake her hand, but noticed I had a booger of wet paint on my thumb. I quickly glanced around for a rag or something. That's okay. Let's see what you've got. We glanced down at my unframed paintings leaning against the cinder block wall. Really didn't have the same effect as if they were up in a gallery. Did Gary want me to frame them? I asked. No, that's all right. The first one is called Schoenberg at... She cut me off and spoke quickly. They look very nice. Did you bring an invoice? Invoice? Email me an invoice with the names of the paintings and a description of each. Did Gary have you fill out a 1099 form? No. Send that in, too. We'll make out a check and send it to you by the end of the week. Veronica was all professional. I'm sure she didn't give a shit what I did. She was just there following Gary's orders. Because the paintings were still kind of wet, she picked them both up awkwardly with her fingertips, as if they were freshly scooped bags of dog feces. I was sure her suit was worth more than my paintings. Is Gary going to come down here and take a look at them? I asked. He's in a meeting right now. She backed up until her butt touched the flappy door. He'll see them later. He appreciates your work. She continued backwards through the opening, turned, and disappeared down the hall. Well, that seemed that was it. I had just made my first $3,000. No stinging remarks from the critics. No murmuring from adoring fans. I had gotten more feedback from my mom for the stuff I put on a refrigerator as an eight-year-old. I headed back towards the concrete stairs. I hear the weather's supposed to be nice this weekend, Mookie said from his little room. Christ, not the weather pleasantry, I thought. He'll be asking me about hockey next. I picked up my pace. I was almost out of there. I didn't want to be trapped in unending small talk. I made it to the concrete stairs, gave him a fake smile, and waved. Yeah, see you, Mookie. I accelerated down the stairs, desperate to get in my car. I wanted this inane conversation to end. I dove into my car. Before I could pull my door all the way closed, his voice called out from the loading dock. I hear the traffic's horrible this time of day. I slammed the door shut. Damn it, the bastard got me.